everyone out there, my name is Chris Dory, and this is my show, The Worst. Now, what is the worst? Well, for different people, the worst is different things. Some things are universally the worst, like getting sick or taxes. My podcast is going to talk about navigating things that are the worst in your life and getting through it. I'm going to have some guests talk about their personal things that are the worst, and I'm going to give some personal stories and insights. I'd like to think that I'm a very resilient person. People tell me that I'm strong, and I'm going to use this podcast to help my listeners be strong and get over the worst. So for this episode, I'm going to talk about a subject that for a lot of people that is the worst, and it's a heavy one, guys. The loss of a parent. Losing a parent is a tough time for anyone. It sucks no matter how old you are. If your parents are in your 90s, well, you know that's coming. You can prepare yourself for it. If you're a teenager, well, that's going to be that's going to be pretty traumatic. You're not prepared for it. You need your parents. They take care of you. They love you. They nurture your dreams and your future. Now, not all families are the same. Some people don't have the mom and dad family structure. You could have two dads, two moms. You might live with your grandparents or live with your aunt. But those are your parents, your guardians. Some people might grow up not having parents, and I can't speak to that, unfortunately. I can't put myself in those shoes. But I want to share my story. What I know and what I know about losing a parent. So, to begin with, my mom died in 2007. July 27th. So, at that time in my life, I had finished college and I had moved home um, because I didn't have a job. I was um, I was living at home and I was just helping my family because my mom at that point, uh, she was pretty sick. So she had always been uh, sick for as long as I can really remember. She was, um, she was very, uh, I guess you could say, housebound. She didn't really like to go out that much. She, at that point, was, um, had lost a lot of weight. But for most of her adult life, she'd been overweight. And she had a lot of um, mental health issues and um, physical issues, too. At the time, we didn't really know what was wrong with her, and uh, she had been diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Back then, fibromyalgia wasn't really talked about. They, uh, they said it was nerve pain, and a lot of doctors uh, just didn't think it was a logical or even a real disease, so there was a lot of stigma in um in being diagnosed with that kind of thing 
nowadays fibromyalgia is a lot more known and people get diagnosed with it and they can uh, manage their pain. So my mom was always in a lot of pain and she, because of this, had a lot of mental health issues associated with that. She was very much depressed. She had a lot of anxiety and she would just spend hours and hours and hours uh, in bed. And it was just that for a good seven or eight years, that was how I knew her. She, she would wake up and she would get tired very easily and then she would just go to bed. So um, while I was in college, I didn't really see a lot of her because I wasn't living in the same city. So uh, after I moved home, I got to see more of her and I got to see just how much, uh, just how much her being sick had progressed to the point where she barely, she barely stayed awake. She, she would just stay in bed for hours. She developed bed sores. Uh, she had a hard time cleaning and bathing and feeding herself. And I remember in the summer of 2007 that she got really sick and she had a huge fever and she couldn't um, speak correctly. So at the time, my brother was at the house and we called an ambulance and the ambulance picked her up and brought her to uh, a local hospital. So the hospital had no idea what was wrong with her. It seemed like that she had pneumonia, which was so odd because it was in the middle of the summertime. So she was transferred to uh, a major hospital in Ottawa, which is uh, the city I live in right now. And she was uh, basically just comatose. She, they, I remember going in to see her and she was just hooked up to so many uh, uh, tubes and, and machines. And she was covered with some kind of like blanket that was keeping her body temperature down because she, um, she, her, her fever was so high and it was literally just literally cooking her brain and cooking her, um, I'm sorry, uh, cooking her, cooking her insides basically inside of her. And there was just no way to get the uh her like to get her temperature down and i remember that uh i was in the waiting room with my father and my brother and i i remember reading a book and just falling asleep on the couch in the waiting room and I can't even remember which family member woke me up to tell me that after I had fallen asleep that she had that she had died. At that moment, 
I don't think I knew how to just process what had happened or how fundamental my life had changed. I just remember my dad crying more than I had ever seen him cry in my entire life. And my brother just sobbing. And my brain, I remember that even though I was crying, that my brain had turned off that kind of, that kind of part of my brain where I was like, you should be crying, you should be upset. And I guess the logical part of my brain took over where I had to deal with what are, what are the logistics of this? And looking back at it now, I remember that just, it felt so robotic that my brain just decided to segment that part of my personality away where I wasn't upset anymore, but now I had to just confront the reality of I don't have my mother anymore, someone who growing up was the most supportive person in my life and someone who I had learned so much from and my personality developed so much from. So it took me a really, really long time to deal with the fact that I didn't have two parents anymore. And I was, I was really just closed off for a long time to a lot of things. And it was only years later that I was able to come out of like that kind of fog and talk about, you know, how much I missed her and how different my life had been. And I was able to really, really reclaim my life and just not be like in such a dark place anymore. Now, uh, I, I really should have gone to some kind of psychologist or counselor or something. And uh, I got through it with the support and love of my friends and my father and my brother. And um, I really, really regret not going to some kind of counselor or a psychiatrist or something and to be able to talk about and vocalize my feelings. And I think I would have been able to reach a part of my life where I was better for that uh, earlier. And I spent a lot of my adult years just dealing with so much pain and so much loss and so much fear about that. And you just think, how do you move on with your life? How do you function without someone in your life that's so important to you? And I just remember that whenever I was starting to feel better about it, that things do 
uh, feel better. And the only thing that changes that is talking about it out loud, expressing your feelings, and just time. I remember somebody once told me after she died that the only thing that uh, that dulls pain is time. And I didn't really at the time think about how much that was true. I just felt, you know, at the time it was somebody, you know, giving me some kind of just uh, a platitude just to, you know, to say it'll, it'll be better, it'll be better. But at the time, I, I just passed it off. But it's really true in that you're going to get better. You're going to get over it. You're going to just discover so many new pieces of yourself that weren't there before because they didn't have to be before. And you're going to learn how to cope with so many different things in newer ways because you're going to have to make yourself resilient. And my advice is just from a place of personal uh, story and that um, you should get help. I wish I did have help, but you are a lot more stronger than you think you are and you're going to be able to get stronger if you just open yourself up and let yourself uh, have the help that you need. So there are many places to get professional help. If you have a family doctor, you can talk to them and get a almost like a prescription to see somebody in person and you can talk about your feelings and things like that with them. And uh, I noticed it was a, a heavy, heavy topic, but I'm thankful for you listening and I'm thankful for you opening up to being a better person after a time of intense intense pain and I hope that you will get something from this podcast and that it will help you in your life so thank you and thank you for listening today